It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Oh my goodness, Brady. 59-point performance last night from Tyler Jamison. We won't start the show with that, but we will talk ad nauseum about it because it was just ridiculous um, and, and like, it just kind of gets pushed under the carpet. Oh, by the way, he had 20 rebounds. Right. Um, I posed a question to you about that. Uh, we'll talk about it in the third segment. But lost in all that because obviously that is the big headline that deserves to be up front. There were a few really good basketball games the last couple of days. I saw a Crosslex comeback. I saw Mooney knock off an undefeated team. You saw Armada Marine City. That was a fun game, and a yeah. fan got ejected. Oh, so, I didn't. You never told me that. Oh yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about it because we'll start with Monday, and then in our next segment after that, we'll do Tuesday, and obviously talk about what Jamison did, and then we'll expound on that in the third uh, segment because that that deserves a segment by itself, really. Like th- this kid is, he's good. That's the understatement of the year. <laughs> so, and he's yeah. just a junior, folks. We get another year of this. Yeah, let's uh, let's not waste it all right now. We'll start with Monday, which yeah might be a bit of a shorter segment, but uh, a lot of stuff going on yesterday. All our MAC teams were in action at BWAC girls, so a lot to talk about there. And uh, well, anything else, Dennis? For the we'll, intro, just we're, we'll have some fun. So stick around. When you run with us on a Gator UTV. The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady and uh, getting ready uh, now to uh, to – well, we're going to talk a lot of basketball, obviously, um, but there were three hockey games on Monday, uh, and um, something happened that I did want to get to. Uh, Bishop Foley edged Port Huron Unified three to two. Marysville beat Thumb Legion five to two. Two goals for Ben Lavalley. One of them was a shorty. Brayton Turner had a goal and two assists. Goal for Ty Van Hoodigan. Goal for Mitch uh, Donaldson. Two assists for Noah Lavalley. And he earned his 100th career point. He's a junior. He's been doing a lot of good things 
at Marysville. Uh, and the other score was Anchor Bay beat Ann Arbor here on eight to nothing. All of those games were part of the what the Max Showcase yeah. hockey thingy dingy. Yeah. Also, did I see that Braden Turner now has twenty two goals and twenty two assists? That sounds about this, right. This year. Good player. You think? I was saying I was saying that after about the second time I saw him last year. I said, oh, this Turner and this LaValle kid, they're pretty good. Yeah. Like, they're going to do good things for, for Marysville. So, all right. And Marysville is just on fire. They're like 14 and two or 14 and three, something like that. Yeah. They've, yeah, they're playing, they're playing good hockey. Anyway, um, I, for the first time in my young career, saw a team play simultaneously their worst basketball and their best basketball. In the same game, Croslex took on Reese, a seven and one Reese team who is probably jockeying for best team in the thumb. Like if you had to argue, I'm sure up in the thumb, it's Reese, Croslex, maybe Bad X for for the best team in the thumb. So they went to Saginaw Valley and played in an MLK Showcase game. Super nice. Um, facility they did they treated me really well walked in walked me right down to where I needed to go it was uh treated very well is that the place uh, there's like steps to get into the arena yes okay it's it's a long long time ago like 30 years ago that I did game there yeah it almost feels like it's a nice place but it almost feels like an AAU court like, it feels very rec centery because there's so much space behind. They have portable hoops. You can tell it's a space they made into a basketball arena and not a basketball arena. But still, nice, just different. And you go up these steps and you feel like you're walking into the Library of Congress or something? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of steps. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Reese and Croslex um, match up, and I don't know if it was because they – uh, we're playing at three o'clock. They didn't have school. They had a probably hour and a half, two hour bus ride to get there. But Croslex looked the worst I had ever seen them play in the first quarter. They were getting beat back defensively. Reese was getting wide open layups. They couldn't hit a shot if their life depended on it. One shot done, no offensive rebounds. They were down 22 to 6 at the end of the first quarter. And I'm like, oh, why? Two thoughts. One, Croslex is very human. And two, Reese is really, really good at basketball. And then even at the start of the second quarter, Reese would get their lead up to 18 points. I believe they got it to 26 to 8. And I said on the air, I don't know the last time a Croslex basketball team has been down 18 points. And then the switch flipped. And Croslex started to figure out Jake Townsend hit a few shots to get him going. And Peyton Edwards hit two threes that really started to get the motor going. They, they were clawing back, clawing back. And at right before the buzzer, Reese had it. They had cut the lead to eight. And I don't remember who it was. Got a steal. I think they threw it up to Kretsch. Kretsch gets a layup as the buzzer sounds. Cuts it to six. And you could just see Croslex was feeling better about themselves. And Reese was just like, really? 
We were up 18, and now it's a six-point game at the break. But I had never seen them look that vulnerable before for a half. Like, when, I mean, I, I was texting you the score, Dennis. What were your thoughts when I said they're down 22-6? to six? That they'd win. <laughs> I really – that's the kind of person, I, you know, how I Right. Am. I just looked at – I said, Croslex is a higher division team than Reese. They'll figure it out. They're cross, they'll figure this out, um, and, and they'll get going. And I didn't know that they'd turn it all the way around and win by 16. Yeah, but they came out in the third quarter and outscored Reese 22 to eight. They were up 50 to 42, and it was like once cro- there was one lead change in the game. When Reese got off, they were up 20 to four to start. But once Croslex crossed the bridge. They didn't look back. Reese did not know what to do in a half-court set. Once Croslex stopped letting them run in transition, they just couldn't get anything going in the half-court. They were making their shots. Uh, Jake Townsend, I think, probably had his season high. He ended with 23. Trey Kolakovich had 15. He was a very doing a really nice job. And in the fourth quarter, they just put their foot on the throat and suffocated them. Outscore them 17-9 and winning 67-51. So at one point when it was 28-2 or 26-8, after that point, they were out, or Croslex outscored Reese 59-25. Yeah, that's the thing about Croslex. When you send me an early score like that, it's like, well, they're, that's an anomaly. They're not giving up 22 points a quarter today. They'll lock it down on defense, and that will give them a chance to get back into the game. Now, again, 67-51, no. I'm thinking they'll probably win 50-49 to 49 on the last shot of the game or something like right. that because they're cross-legs, and that's what they do. Right. They'll have a fourth quarter. They'll be in the game. Yeah. They're not going to get ran 80-30, to 30, but, Dennis, that was the first quarter was – it looked awful, and, and I'm sure – Lance Campbell's using that saying, hey, if you don't want to show up and do what we can do, we can very easily get beat. And there it is. And then on the flip side, hey, when you do what you're coached to do and what you can do, that's the other side. Because if they play the first three, or the first quarter like they did the last three, they win that game 80 to 40. And it's a laugher. And it honestly kind of turned into a laugher by the end. Winning by 16 when you were down by 18 is a 34-point turnaround. I mean, yeah, the, they really when they tu- when you said they turned the switch, but they, yeah, and there was they, no they, you, they turned the switch in a big way. You know how usually you go blow for blow, run for run, like yeah. all right, Croslex cut it to six, and then Reese gets it back up to 11 or something. No, Reese did not have a counter punch, and they. Like I said, once Croslex took the lead, they just ran away with it, and you never felt like, oh, here's Reese's run. They would make like the shot here or there, but they were held to 17 points in the second half. They scored 22 in the first quarter and then scored 29 the last three. Yeah, uh, the, the game that I had on Monday, the Arbader Marine City game, was one of those games where – uh, Marine City had a nice start, but once Armada passed them, it was one of those things where they'd get out eight to ten points ahead. Marine City would get it back 
to five to four. They couldn't get over the hump, though. Which they, is they, funny you mentioned. And they, get, on- and they get those possessions where you go, boy, if they score here, two-point game or whatever, and on those possessions, those were the ones where they – they wouldn't get the shot or the shot would hang on the rim and fall off and it wouldn't go their way. And then Armada would get a quick basket the other way or somebody would step up and knock down a three and it would go back to seven. And it was just like they always had – the Mariners were always chasing the game and they just couldn't get that one basket that would put them close enough to make it dangerous. Well, it's funny because on Friday's show you mentioned how you never – you seem to have always have that type of game where the – team trying to make the comeback couldn't get over the hump and yet this is my second 18 point comeback I've had this year <laughs> I, I I don't know which one's more impressive because Peck did it all in the fourth quarter yeah but Cross Lex did it and then blew out <laughs> <laughs> like they're both impressive in, in in their their own like way so anyways Armada Marine City this was uh, an interesting game first off the atmosphere uh, and it wasn't necessarily animosity between the teams, although it was a physical game with a lot of fouls. Right. Um, but the crowd, they just didn't seem to like each other. <laughs> um, and and the Mariners got off to a quick start. They, they scored five quick points. Wyatt Walker knocked down a rainbow three from the, uh, the corner that uh, it was up in the air so long, I thought it scraped the ceiling before it came down. Uh, but... Along with that quick three, he got a quick three fouls. We were about a minute and 26 into the game. He got called for a, a foul, his second foul. Didn't like the call. The ref let him chirp for a few seconds, but he, he went a few seconds too long with the chirping. He got teed up. So we're a minute 26 into the game, and Wyatt Walker's got three fouls on him now because Tech's count in high school as a personal foul. Uh, and, and he's got to go on the bench. So somebody chirped in the stands. The official didn't like the chirping, and we actually had to stop the game, and we ejected a fan. I know we, we, we've had a rough couple of weeks here. I've with, had with the whole sportsmanship two, thing. <laughs> two ejected fans, and they happen like back-to-back games. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot of texts recently. Uh, we've seen ejections. We've seen now fans getting thrown out, which one of mine was weak. It was a kid from across like student section. And I think it was just like student section chatter. And you know how they yell things. And I think a ref was just in a bad mood and the kid got kicked out. <laughs> like, I don't think he swore or anything, but yeah. Well, this, I, I think this was a, uh, a parent who got frustrated because a good player was on the bench early and it was a ref who wasn't going to tolerate it because... It's high school basketball, and um, let's get on with it. Uh, so, anyways, uh, it, it was just one of those games. You know, it was 12-8 Armada. Armada actually didn't take their first lead till there was about a minute to go in the first quarter. Uh, and then uh, they, they kind of went off. Uh, they led 25-18 at the half. They were still up seven at the end of the third uh, quarter. Uh, and in the fourth quarter, again, Marine City made a push. They got it to within two points at, at one stage in the fourth and then ended up losing ultimately by nine. Andrew Sneezak, sensational in this game. This, this is like we've See, talked about him, and we know that he's a good player. Seems like he's really starting to come into his own. Yeah, but, but this, yeah, this is the first time I've seen him 
where he just completely went off and dominated, scored 23 points in the game. Um, at the end, he was just automatic at the free throw line, uh, and, and that was part of the reason why Marine City couldn't make – because Marine City started knocking down threes. I don't know what it is about the Mariners and threes when I go and see them. The last time I saw them play, they had nine against Elginac. Wyatt Walker knocked down four threes, finished with 13 points. Scott Kretschmeyer knocked down three threes all in the fourth quarter and finished with 12 points. Uh, Caden Chapman had a three. He finished with uh, 12 uh, points. Um, But, again, for the Mariners, foul trouble. Walker played most of the game with four fouls. He's a kid, though, that you trust. Right. Uh, I saw it again last night, too, with the Cousineau game. We'll get to that in the next segment. And he's a kid that you can trust. But uh, Distelrath was in foul trouble all night long and, and really wasn't as effective as he normally is mm-hmm. for them. And, and it, it's hard. Ty Nelson was another one. Got into foul trouble. And, and when your guys like that, your energy guys, your physical guys, your guys that you want to get rebounds – for you can't really crash the glass because they're afraid about getting fouls yeah. and they can't defend as hard because you're afraid about they just getting have fouls. that half a second thought of do i need to do this yeah so uh you know it wasn't that the mariners played poorly it's just that when they they had to have the one go in it wouldn't go in for them and armada had an answer if it wasn't sneezak uh wyatt waskin was really good he scored uh, nine points uh, and, they, and they spread it around. They, they get uh, scoring from a lot of different people. You know, not big numbers, but they get a lot of guys that score between, you know, four and eight points for them and that make contributions. And then, again, Sneezak was just uh, really, really good. Uh, so that, that was like, uh, again, you had a BWAC team and a MAC team. I don't know where the big rival, like Armada used to play in the STAA right. when the, the scowl was around. I mean, it felt like a big-time rivalry game where I really wasn't expecting. Yeah, it's two area teams, but I, w- right. I wasn't expecting the intensity like that. Right. And it was really intense. Well, don't look now. Armada's won five straight games, but the one that they really need to look out for they play Richmond on Thursday. That's going to be the one to separate whether, hey, are you a legit contender in the BWAC or are you going to be that second-tier team? Yeah, and that is rivalry. Yeah, The proximity of the two schools, they don't like each other. Uh, and, yeah, that that's going to be a very interesting basketball game. Yes, it will. Because, you know, I'm very high on Richmond. But with Sneezak playing the way he's playing right now, this is a good time for Armada maybe to get this game. Yes. Yes, it is. Because they've beaten, I mean, Anchor Bay, Lampfear, Almont, Algonac, and Marine City in their five-game winning streak. Now, you probably would say that Armada should win all five of those games, but they are, and they're kind of doing so convincingly. Like, their closest win in that stretch was a 10 was. A ten point win. Yeah, it's not always or a nine point win last night. It's not always who you play; it's when you play them. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to get a tough opponent that you know is a big game, you want to play them when you're on a five game winning streak and, and, and playing really good basketball. And it's at home because uh, again, that should be a good game. Uh, Richmond, you know, I like Richmond a lot. Yes, so 
that should be real fun. Uh, sticking with the BWAC, Elmont on Monday knocked off Flint Southwestern 62-40 to was the, uh, the final in uh, that one. And, and that, w- that was it uh, as far as Monday. It had three hockey games and three boys' basketball games. It turned out that the boys' basketball games were, were all pretty good. Uh, speaking of pretty good, there's this kid at Northern that's pretty good. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, that. Uh, plus, you saw a good basketball game I last did. night. Mooney knocked off an undefeated Ann Arbor Green Hills team. Yeah, we got to give Mooney a little love because we really – this is the first time either of us saw them this year. Well, yeah, we, I saw them against Richmond. Yeah, we really haven't talked them up that much, and they're playing good basketball right now, too. So it's going to be an interesting second segment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear 
your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, uh, Brady Beaton, uh, boys high school uh, basketball on uh, last night. Some great games um, uh, that uh, that we both uh, saw. Uh, Very fairly uh, busy uh, schedule too, and the girls were busy last night as well. But got to start with Tyler Jamison. Okay, he set the school record in a game that you saw earlier this year when he got forty-seven against Troy Athens. Mm -hmm. Not only did he break that record last night. But he smashed it well, by a let's dozen not, points. Let's not forget the last time I saw him actually against Frazier, he had 41. Yeah, so this is at least the third time this season he's gone 41 or better. He scored 59 points last night against Cousineau. And people, Cousineau's not bad. No, he's not doing this against a team that has is void of talent. He's in the Mac Blue. It's in the Mac Blue. Cousino was five and three going into that game last night, and they've got some kids that can play. They have a kid named Kobe Armstrong who knocked down five threes and scored twenty nine points and doesn't even get mentioned. Oh wait, I just mentioned him, but <laughs> it, it's to make a point. Like, okay, I've been doing this thirty one years. A kid makes five threes and scores twenty nine. He is the story of the game. He is the leading scorer in the game. Guess what? This kid wasn't the leading scorer by 30 points. 30 points. I was going through this. Um, I did uh, Croslex uh, Emley City the other night. Yeah. Emley City as a team made 18 baskets in that game and scored 51 points. 
Jamison made 19 baskets last night and scored 59 points. He had 18 two-point buckets, one three. He also made 20 free throws. Because if you don't follow him, he's just going to get the layup. He could have, Brady, threatened 70 points. But here's the thing. You say, oh, oh, 59, he takes all the shots. He's actually unselfish, and he actually had four or five chances at layups where he dishes the ball to the other guy to get them a layup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, his last four games, he's averaging 42 points per game, 42 and a half, and that's because when they beat Utica, they only, he only scored 23. Yeah. By quarter last night, he had 14 in the first, 17 in the second. So he had 31 at halftime, scored 13 in the third, and 15 in the fourth, uh, and scored 59. And, and, and he grabbed 20 rebounds. It's like there was a play. I, I can't make this stuff up, folks. There was a play where all five, cousin, they posted him up, and all five Cousin O players collapsed in on him. He was in a circle of gray jerseys. He turned, missed the shot, and got the offensive rebound with five guys covering him and scored on the putback. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He had three dunks last night where it was just, he just decided, I'm dunking the ball here, so you you do what you want, but I wouldn't stand under the basket. <laughs> he is a cheat code. It, it, he's good. And he's a junior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't I don't even know what to tell. It was surreal watching it. We're like three minutes into the second quarter, and he had 20 points. I'm yeah. Like, like, Jameson has got 20, and we've got five minutes to go in the first half. Yeah, and lost in kind of the performance is where Northern sits as a team right now because that's a really nice win. And that puts them in the thick of the Mac Blue race. They're they're five and three on the season, but look at their three losses. They lost at Lance Cruz North to start. That's a team that's in the Mac Red who just beat Dakota last night. It's a really talented team. They lost at the Callahan Challenge against Detroit Catholic Central. Don't need to say anything about that. Then they lost to Ferndale. Ferndale brought back a lot of the players from that team that beat Crosslex a year ago. So they've played three high, high-end talent teams in the state that they've lost to. Now, granted, they have lost very decisively in all three of those contests. But their other games, they put up points. 62 against Port Huron, 60 against Troy Athens, 72 against Frazier, 52 against Utica, 75 against Warren Cousineau. And they are in the thick of the Mac Blue race. They are three and zero in conference, and spoiler alert: they're going to be four and zero after Thursday. They're not losing to Anchor Bay. No, they're not. Uh, and and the other thing is, there's only two undefeated teams in the uh, the Blue, and they're one of them. Yes, in terms of league play. Now they've had a lot of games at home. They have not had to play a league game on the road because their one in the first half of the schedule was canceled. But. 
Northern is a legit team. And also, hey, there are other guys that are starting to do things when needed. I mean, in, in the Utica win, Evan DeLong had 11 points. They're, they're, they're playing good defense when they need to. They're not giving up a ton of points. Actually, 62 is the most they've given up in their four-game winning streak. And to, to get 59 scored on them last night, a kid had to go off for almost 30 points. Right. Um, the, 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 the other thing about it is, yes, he handles the ball more than the other kids on the team. But other kids on the team handle the ball. They had five different kids besides him score last night, but uh, Collins will bring the ball up the court. DeLong will bring the ball up the court. Maher will bring the ball. Uh, Clark brings the ball up the court for them. And when they get into their half-court offense, it isn't, okay, Tyler, you stand out top and we'll isolate for you and you right. go one-on-one on one yeah, against it's everybody. It's not James They Harden pass basketball. the ball around, and he runs really outstanding basket cuts, and they hit him with passes, and he gets to the basket. He's, got, he's a very smart player, too. He has a high basketball IQ. Just fun, fun to watch. Um, and, and last night was the single most spectacular performance certainly I've ever seen in basketball. And we'll talk about that more in the third segment because I posed a question to you and I asked a few other people. And the, the venerable Paul Costanzo said, and I quote, that is an excellent question. <laughs> so we'll talk about in the third segment. Um, let's, let's save something for that. Do you want to go through the other max scores or do you want to talk yeah, about Yeah, just, just um, Warren Lincoln, I guess, is pretty good. They beat yeah. PH 69-30. They are young. Warren Lincoln is going to be a problem for a lot of teams. I don't. I would be shocked if they don't run the silver and win every game by double digits. Uh, what, what did Coach Rosenau tell you? He thought they he should, should be, be in the, the red. red. He's like, that's a red <laughs> team, yeah. And you don't think about that. You think Lincoln is uh, is one of the smaller, might be the smallest Warren well, school. Well, Lincoln is usually the, the Warren school that gets beat on by everyone else, and they have some basketball players. Marysville beat Sterling Heights 41-40, so it's good to see the Vikings pick on the up road. another win. Yeah, and a road win to boot. I know Sterling Heights is struggling, but still, that's a, that's a, that's a bus ride you got to go on, and hey, when you're struggling, any win's a good win. Uh, Fitzgerald over St. Clair 44-29. Um, the, the Saints getting held to 29, surprised. Yeah, the, um, when I talked to Coach Distelrath, basically saying uh, Fitzgerald was very patient, uh, it was closer than that. It was, I think he said, six points in the fourth quarter. And, you know, kind of like your game, how it, it balloons at the end to make it learn. Yeah. I was expecting that one to be up and down with, with all the talent that Fitz has. But Fitz is a good team. Um, he was very complimentary of them. And kind of what we – I mean, Fitz was favored. But that's – you'd like to see St. Clair maybe pull the upset win. Brady's least favorite school in the state, Madison Lamphere, knocked off Marine City 55-46. No, that's Lincoln, and you know that's Lincoln. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Lamphere beats Marine City, and the Mariners uh, kind of in a funk right now. Yeah, yeah, lost two back-to-back -back games. That's always tough. Utica beat Anchor Bay 48-28. to uh, It's been a struggle this year for the, the Tars. I do like Gyra, but... They just don't seem to have a lot around him right now. No. All right, to Mooney. So Cardinal Mooney uh, lost in the great performance, buried in the headlines. Uh, they knocked off a 5-0 and Ann Arbor Green Hills team. 
a team that has some nice players and Cardinal Mooney, obviously uh, no Luke Julio. He's out for the remainder of the season. Uh, feel bad for him, but Mooney has, at least for a night, figured it out and how to move on. Uh, they Brian Everhart and Trent Rice, Ryan Trombley all played really well. They got the 53-47 win. They got out to a win. Greenhills took the lead for a bit in the first uh, half, but at the buzzer to go into halftime, it was Brian Everhart banked in a three to make it 23-22, and I don't believe Mooney trailed after that. Uh, Brian Everhart, he ended with 16 points. Trent Rice had 13. Ryan Trombley had 11. They shot a ton of free throws. Uh, Trent Rice, he hit, I believe, seven from the line. And Brian Everhart, he hit eight. So they they got in the bonus. They were the benefactor of some calls. I don't think Green Hills was ever in the bonus. Mooney got into it late in the third quarter. And they made their free throws, and they were able to keep them at bay. Um, one note, though. A addition to the weird stuff that's happened to us this year. <laughs> At about the 5.30 mark of the third quarter, the Mooney clock, whoever was running it, got it flipped. He was running the clock when the whistle blew and stopped it when the ball was in play. I don't know if it got flipped or, or how. I don't know the scoreboard set up there. But, and I was the only one that noticed for... Two to two minutes of game time. Like that third quarter legitimately was probably being played for 10 plus minutes. And no one really noticed till a, a few minutes later. And it didn't really have an outcome on the game. But it was just another weird thing that was going on <laughs> that I'm like, nope, seriously, no one else has looked up at the scoreboard in the last 90 seconds. Uh, but no, that's a really nice win for Mooney. They, they just play at such a high speed. They are all on the same gear, and it is 100% go. Sometimes they go so fast that they make mistakes that their body's moving faster than their thoughts, but that's part of playing at such a high speed that you're going to make some of those mistakes, and they are fun to watch because they fly around everywhere. Like, not, not track meet fast, basketball fast, Kalakovich or Rice? Oh wow! Do I have to make a decision? <laughs> that's but I mean that's kind of when, when I watch those two kids play, they're like at another level when it just comes to being fast on a basketball court. Oh yeah, like I, like we know Trent is just fast, right? Like we he steals bases like it's going on a style in uh, baseball in football. He was scoring long touchdowns every time he touched the ball. Um, but, but on a basketball court, like he explodes to the basket, you know, when he gets penetration and, and, and gets to the hoop, like few people that you're going to see at the high school level. And the only other guy that, that moves that quickly. And with Kalakovich, it's more on the defensive end that he moves so fast. Mm -hmm. Um, but th th those two guys are like head and shoulders above everybody else that that you see oh yeah yeah they they and everyone at Mooney plays at a at, at as fast as they can like they're not allowed to to play <laughs> any slower than a hundred percent um and it's uh 
yeah, it's just a lot of fun to watch. That's a nice win for Mooney. They go to 6-3 and three on the season. They have Foley next week, I believe. Uh, who do they have the rest of this week? Because their league is tough. They don't have an, an, an off night for them. Um, I'll try to find that you talk for a minute. Okay. Uh, there was uh, one other uh, boys game last night, uh, and that was up in the thumb where uh, Deckerville got a 53-48 win uh, over uh, Kindy North Huron, and I think that game was up in Kindy too, so that's a nice road win for Deckerville. It was a very busy night of girls' basketball. Everybody in the BWAC played. Yep. Um, the top team in the BWAC is Imlay City. They took care of North Branch, 51-35. to uh, 35. Um, The Croslax girls got a win last night, 48-37 over Richmond. Their first of the year. Uh, Elmont shut down Algonac, 33-23. Uh, and Armada picks up a win over Yale, 45-34. That was the game that interested me because after Imlay City, I look at Armada and Yale as the teams that are playing for second. Right. <laughs> that are trying to maybe pull off that upset and get in the conversation. But, uh, by the way, Mooney is at Cranbrook on Friday. Oh, so they're going to the campus of Cranbrook. Right. right. We were looking at it earlier today. Just talking it's, about it's how, ridiculous. how it looks. Yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, Mooney's girls lost to Bishop Foley 64-23. to Another win for Aldemott and Sandusky. They beat Ubley last night, 56-29. to Is is anybody going to give Sandusky a game in that league? It doesn't look like it. Maybe, I think Harbor Beach gave them a, a close scare, so maybe we'll see next. But the, the two teams that I thought were the next best teams, Marlette and Brown City played each other last night. Marlette ends up winning that one by 13. 46 to uh, 33, uh, and uh, the Owen Gage girls beat Peck last night, 41 to 32. So it was a busy, busy night of basketball around the area for a uh, Tuesday, and uh, uh, Wednesday isn't going to be much different either. No. Um, we'll shift the focus to girls. We've got two really good girls games tonight. That are going to have huge conference title race implications. Yeah, uh, Marysville's at St. Clair. That's where Brady will be. Um, tonight, that that's going to be uh, an interesting game. St. Clair needs to have an effort like they had in the second half against Marine City because Marysville is ha, showed us last week that they're uh, above Marine City's level right now, and Marine City's got a high level. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, this is going to be an uphill battle for the Saints, but, hey, it's the, you, they're coming to your gym Hopefully there's there's a fun student section environment there and it'll be a uh, it'll be a fun one to watch for sure. Uh, and then I always like it. I was at Northern last night and uh, uh, Coach Hendershot, the assistant coach for the girls team, uh, was uh, talking to me and he said, "Where are you at uh, on Wednesday?" And I said, I, "I've got the PH uh, Gross Point North girls game." And like his eyes lit up and he's like, "Ooh, that's going to be a good game. Those are two good teams." And when when you get it from a coach, mm-hmm. it always just yeah, it has like, a little more credibility. Yeah, it's like oh okay, like because we we looked at it and we said oh yeah, that's a big game in the in the red. This this is a, a test for uh, for Port here in High, um, and then to get kind of confirmation from a guy that plays against both those teams. Yeah, like you know he he knows this is going to be a good game tonight over at PH. 
So mm-hmm. excited, excited for our night of basketball uh, on the two streams. We're going to continue the basketball conversation, uh, or or maybe we'll we'll open it up to to more than that be, because. Yeah, I posed a question to yeah. you when we were taught when I called you after my game, and yeah, I think it, it will definitely have to open it up to other sports to to answer it. Yeah, and and I'm not even sure that like I have an answer for it because he's just different, right? Well, he's we'll talk different. about it when we yep. come back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. 
As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. uh, Welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. Um, and, uh, again, obviously with Tyler Jamison doing what he did last night, scoring 59 points, grabbing 20 rebounds, it, it got the gears grinding in, in Brady's head. Brady likes to ask me like questions about, yeah, I've been doing this for three decades. I don't remember half the players yeah. I've seen. Yes, but you would remember anyone that fall in this category. So basically at this point, um, Tyler Jamison is must see basketball. Yes. Like, I don't care if you've never cared about anything that's happened at Port Huron Northern High School in your life. You, if you care about basketball or sports at all, you need to go watch this kid play at least one time because he's that special of a talent. And my question to Dennis was last night is like, has there been anyone that you can remember that has been must see whatever? It doesn't matter the sport. And there are a lot of names, and I think there was like maybe a couple that fall into that category. Because I want to preface this with saying there's a lot of really, really good players, but none that, like, if you're in an office or a workspace and that doesn't ever talk about high school basketball. People are talking at work today saying, did you see that Jamison kid from Northern scored like 59 points last night? That would normally never talk about Port here on Northern basketball. And there are some players like, I'll use some from last year. Like DeMarco Singleton was an outstanding high school athlete. I don't know too many people that never cared about Marysville anything that were making a special trip to go see him play. Despite him being maybe the best athlete we covered last year. And there are a lot of players like that. I'm talking that from a different – so if you're from Algonac, you're making a trip up to Port here on Northern to see Jameson players in that level of just must-see. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's interesting because you, you stop and, and think about what's going on in our world right now. Like that, my the 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 example that just jumps out at me would be Jake Cronenworth. What he's doing with the San Diego Padres, 
what he did in the minor leagues when he was with Tampa, what he did at the University of Michigan. Incredible. And yet when he played at St. Clair, he really wasn't – like he was one of a bunch of guys right. that they talked about with that team and – you know, the, a, a lot of attention was paid to, like, Seddon. And people would because say... Joel Seddon was usually the number one Seddon yeah. and Cronenworth. And, and, I, and I can remember, yeah, I can remember, like, Costanzo going, well, Cronenworth might be better. Right. But, like, nobody really, like, we didn't say, you got to go out and see this Jay Cronenworth kid play. Well, you'd say you got to go see Joel Seddon pitch. Yeah, well, apparently we should have been saying you've got to see... Jake Cronenworth. Right. There's um, the first example that came to your head, and you had to go back 25 years. Yeah, and this this was a girls player. 25 years ago. And that was Millie Martinez was a must-see athlete. It didn't matter what sport she played. She mastered it. But Millie Martinez on a softball diamond was incredible. And if they would have had a women's professional softball league, there's no doubt in my mind she would have been a first-round pick. She was a two-time All-State shortstop for softball. She was a three-time All-State basketball player. Dennis, she scored 2,100 points in her career. Yeah, I, I think, if you get I to think a her thousand, senior year, she averaged 30 a game. If you score 1,000 points in a career, that is an incredible accomplishment. I mean, she, she played in the WNBA. Yeah, she, she was just... Just a sensational player. But, again, the problem there was she was out in Emily City, so she didn't get as much exposure as she probably should have. And let's also call a spade a spade. Back in the 90s, women's sports weren't yeah. taken as seriously as they are today. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but she, she – every, everything she did at Emily City, she just mastered and was the best at it. Um, and and uh, back then we used to to joke around with uh, the the coaches for the boys teams, and they'd all say Millie could play. Millie could right. play for the boys teams and compete and be good, right? And be one of the best players on the floor. So and the- she wasn't a big girl. Uh, you, you know, it wasn't like we're talking about. Oh well, she was uh, a freak. She was seven feet tall. No, right. she was an average height girl. Actually, she, she, I remember her being kind of petite, uh, um, but she could play. Yeah, she went on to play at Georgia Tech, and she was, yeah, from everything I've heard, and obviously she graduated when I was two years old, but she um, she was the one that came to my mind just the way that I've heard people talk about him. Joel Seddon, the way he pitched, uh, probably for football, the most electrifying player that was like must-watch probably Mark Chapman. Yeah, and and we did give Mark the hype. Right. Like, we talked about Mark Chapman a lot, and we said, this is a kid you've got to go see. And so, for me, uh, in, in terms of the boys' sports, Mark is probably the closest to Jameson in terms of, you got to see this kid play. Right. he was electric. Right. And, and on any football his senior year. On any snap from any place on the field, he could score a touchdown. Yeah, and I mean, I remember people that never would care about Port Huron Athletics talking about Mark Chapman. 
And that's kind of the barometer. And he was incredible. Um, I asked Paul Costanzo this question because he covered sports in this area for, what, over a decade? And Mark Chapman was the first that came to his list. Uh, he mentioned Brendan Kay yep. from Marine City. But, it, but again, Brendan Kay was outstanding. He was fun to uh, watch. But I just I don't know that people outside of Marine City were getting in their cars that, to come down to East China Stadium and watch him maybe play. Maybe by his that state title run, he was in that rarefied era. But it felt like for three years, Mark Chapman was this must-see player. Um, yeah, or you or you'd get that because you know everywhere you go, hey Stucky, is this so and so that good? And it's like with with Mark, it's like yeah. Yeah, he, he is that good. Um, and, and with Jameson, anybody who wants to ask me, he is that good. And I'm going to put this in may, what might be my best take ever. Um, when uh, you were out and it was after uh, Jameson dropped, I think, 40 against PH. I came on here and I said, he's going to do this again. Like, this is not his peak. He is going to do this many more times, and since then, I think he's done it three times yeah. in the time since. But that was, I mean, and let us know if you have anyone that you can think of that was must-see. Because, again, there have been a laundry list of really good athletes. I think I would throw the Croslex team, bas- boys basketball team, on there last year because they were just, as a unit, they were so much fun to watch. Yeah. And they had some amazing players. Well, and- I, th- I thought Soper was otherworldly last year. Yeah. And Jameson's like a, a, a notch higher than that right now. And I don't think that's... Wrong to say, and if you are a doubter of any way, shape, or form, go go watch this kid play. Yeah, like like if you're if you if you just like sports mm-hmm. and, and and like and high school to me, high school sports is still the best because it's the most pure still, mm-hmm. except for certain cheaters. Uh, but you know, it, it, uh, if you don't enjoy watching this kid play, and if you don't go, wow at the end of the night, then I don't know what to tell you. You're not a sports fan. Like I said um, on a show probably three weeks ago after the uh, SC4 showcase, I had one of my friends come because we were going to ha- do something after the game. They were playing the the nightcap. And I'm like, dude, just, just meet me at SC4. Come watch this kid play for Northern. He's, he's ridiculous. And he had like six, the first six points in a minute, including a dunk, and his eyes were just like wide open like, Oh, he wasn't kidding. But, yeah, like the names that came to mind were Joel Seddon. Like everyone said, you have to see this kid pitch in high school. Um, Millie Martinez, like you said. I think in the conversation, but, I again, I don't know. And I, I was younger, so I can't say for certain. But, like, Brendan Kay, another name Paul Costanzo met, mentioned was Anthony Scarcelli. Because it seemed like he was another guy that could score from yeah, Jared, anywhere. Yeah, Jared Matheson, uh, like Marine City football, there's a long litany right. of guys that were just sensational. But it, it's it's just different. Like, uh, I'll, I'll even throw like Romeo Weems in there. But it's different because you could walk into the gym and look at Romeo Weems and he had a man's body right. against 
high school kids. He was six, what, six or six, seven? You walk into the gym at Northern, and Tyler Jamison just looks like another one of the kids until the ball is tapped and the game starts, and then you quickly begin to realize that he's just so much physically stronger and better than everybody around him. I mean, I know people said that, like, um, that were in high school around this time that Joel Weimer. Just the way he'd shoot threes were someone yeah, you had when to he see. when he got hot he was just really fun to watch. But again, I'm trying to think in like I asked you like was there any softball players you could think of and there's been a lot of really good girls basketball players um, recently but I can't think of anyone that was just so dominant. Yes. Like, night in and night out, yeah. you could pencil them in for 20 points. Uh, like, minimum. again, she's out in Imlay City, so I, I really don't know how much Mary Langeman just dominates. And we've seen her a few times. And Again, that's not saying that all these people we aren't naming aren't really, really, really talented high school players, but for, like, none of them are going to score 59 points in a game. But I, I'm just telling you, if Tyler Jamison – like played in Imlay City, I would tell you, pick a night, go to Lucky's, go see the basketball game. You won't be disappointed. No, and I believe um, besides Thursday, which um, Northern's going to, I think, is going to take it to Anchor Bay. Uh, they play Lakeshore at home on February 1st. Carve out two hours, go to Northern, and watch them play Lakeshore because you will see exactly how unbelievably and all time this kid is. And he's still a junior. Yeah. Cause, yeah, Lakeshore is a good one because that's a game he's probably not going to come off the floor. He's, right. He's probably going to play the entire 36 minutes or whatever it is, 32 minutes yeah. uh, of, of the basketball game. And so you'll get to see the full sample size. And <laughs> – yeah, like we racked our brains. There were a lot of names that came up that were again were really, really good players. Yeah, there are a lot like of kids Terry that I Mitchell enjoyed watching. Was a guy that you yeah. saw. Terry Mitchell, Larry Rollins, uh Josh Collier, Isaiah Baker were all on the same team. Right. And they were all really fun to watch. Uh D'Angelo Sanderson Sr. and Tony Washington Sr. Two of the best running backs I ever saw. And they ran that silly single wing thing where they're snapping it to the backs and they ran all over the place. Big um, Red just couldn't stop anybody. Even at Northern, like like Braden McGregor was, I think, yeah. might have been up in there. But and he would dominate at times, but again, in not his fault, but the position he played didn't tend to like he played tight end and defensive end. You don't get to dominate the way you can if you're the best basketball player or a quarterback. But to tell you how how good he was, uh, he's a, a linebacker, defense, defensive end, tight end, and I saw him return a kickoff for a touchdown. Right. <laughs> like, he was probably the most recent phenomenon of, oh, Northern's playing. All right, let's see what this McGregor kid's yeah, about. Yeah, but that's what it was more about. It wasn't like people were going, you have to go see him. It's, let's go watch him and see if all what the, all the hype is yeah. about. Kind of a thing with, with Jameson. I don't, you got to go see him. Yes, and I'm glad you get another year too because, yeah, it's 
I mean, it's incredible. We picked a really good time to start doing this <laughs> between all the talent last year and, and this year. But, and again, I don't mean any disrespect to anyone else because there are, so, I could sit here for 20 minutes and list all the athletes that we've covered just in the year and a half that are really talented. Uh, and, and again, and you, you, we can talk about them and we can say their top performances. Nobody's scoring 59 with 20 rebounds. I saw DeMarco Singleton. I think he scored, what, 44 against Clawson last year, and I was like, oh, my God. He's averaging that. He's done that basically three times in four games. Yeah. Yeah, since since right around Christmas time, what would you say? He's like 42 points a game. 42 points a game per game and that's with a 23 point performance sprinkled in there now think about that uh i, I saw on monday Sneezak scores 23 and he was by far and away the dominant player of the game jameson scores 23 and people think he had an off night <laughs> i mean yeah. just just really stop and put that into perspective and think about it because in high school basketball if you're getting to say 18 you're really good, and right. you're having a good night. Yes. And you're going to lead your team in scoring most nights, scoring 18. Tyler Jamison had 18 like a minute into the second quarter last night. Yeah. yeah. He scored 17 just in the second quarter last night. Yeah. It's, it's rarefied air and... He is – I mean, you, you said this to me walking, and you go, if we did a draft of every player I've ever covered in this area that played boys' basketball, I think right now – and maybe we're just swept up in the moment. But you said maybe right now I would take Tyler Jamison number one. Yeah, I, I don't think they're uh, – and, and I'd throw like Weems and Williams – in that draft. Well, the, th- the other thing with Eric Jameson Williams first. is Eric Williams was a sensational high school player, and he really grew um, his last year at New Haven. But he didn't become this power five player till he went to college, and then he just exploded, and that's why he ended up at Oregon because he became this unbelievable talent because for a long time he was only committed to like a D2 school, and then he got an offer from Duquesne, and then from there it just – he carved his own path. You know, the, the other guy was Ben Davidson. Yeah. And I never saw him score 59 in a game. No. And uh, would you be shocked if he breaks that record again this year? Uh, like I said, if he were a little more selfish, he could have threatened 70 points last night. And there are some games left on Northern schedule where if he wanted, he could break the record. Yeah. The Again, to have it happen, it, it's going to actually have to happen against a pretty decent team because if it's a weak team, he's going to be out of there. You know, they're, they're going to rest him because he plays a lot of basketball for them. He, he, and, they, and they've got, you know, they've got to start thinking too even beyond league. And they've got a chance to – they really do. They have a chance to compete for the blue title here. Um, but also, you know, you've got Dakota and teams like that when you go – to districts, Lonstrews North. North. Um, so at, at some point, you want to save him a little bit. So if it, you know there are teams like 
I don't want to pick on Anchor Bay, but Thursday night if they wanted to play him 32 minutes, I think he could score 60 points against Anchor Bay. Yes. But they're not going to want to play him 32 minutes. No. If they have to play him that much on Thursday night, they're going to be disappointed with their overall performance. <laughs> yeah. So, but for all you guys out there, let us know on Twitter who was the most must-see player. Did we name him? I'm sure we missed someone. But I'm sure we missed lots of people. Yeah. But I'm just like anybody that you could name for me didn't have a 59-point, 20-rebound game and didn't have a stretch where they averaged over 40 points a game for a significant number of games. Right. Again, the numbers Millie Martinez put up were other were, – she 2,000 points. That's yeah. unfair. Yeah. Like, again. Like, she's, again, without question of all the female athletes I've ever seen play. It's no contest. Right. But let us know who your most – had to see athlete was but again may find their schedule probably february 1st circle that go to port here on northern because it is must see basketball and they have a chance to win their conference and really with him on the floor they have a chance to win on any given night all right tonight girls basketball i'll be at ph they're taking on gross point north big mac red game uh and uh brady will head to uh, st Clair for st Clair marysville because they like each other a lot <laughs> yeah it should be a lot of fun from port huron to marysville and st Clair to marine city the blue water area is stuck on sports